Welcome to A Sister and Her Mister, a podcast where we show you the real behind the scenes of how we balance the PCOS lifestyle in our marriage, gluten and dairy free. I'm Talene, your fellow sister and registered dietitian. And I'm Sirak, husband, engineer, and PCOS personal trainer. We're going to make PCOS a little less overwhelming and a lot more fun. A lot of filming today, isn't it? I feel like Tom Cruise up in here. Tom Cruise. <laughs> Honestly, now that we are stuck at home yeah. because of self-quarantining, we are trying to do a whole bunch of content creation. Yeah. Trying to see yeah. what sisters want and we're trying to do exactly that. Like, Yeah. Today, we have all this time to brainstorm. Yeah. Today I made videos on like for the sisterhood on how to foam roll i made another one for posture mm-hmm. telling you did like an amazing q a i did a q a and now we're recording a podcast and we're gonna do some tiktok videos which are turning about out to be so funny oh yeah we hope you're liking the tiktok videos it's i been... watch them over and over again <laughs> and they're my own ours they're like how i know act like i'm watching somebody else's I'm like... acting like it's something new each time i watch it again yeah if you don't know tick go to tiktok pcos.weight.loss you'll find us and just some funny tiktoks between me and talia like our personal daily routines and stuff we're doing is just to give you a different glimpse of you know our life yeah but we just did a ig live like literally 30 oh, minutes before too. this yeah, yeah we did an ig live to kind of talk about different stuff answer some questions you know we're doing some giveaways we hope you're following that i think uh this whole week we gave away uh different self-care stuff yes all about self-care yeah and taking care of yourself while you're stuck at home and just taking this time to work on pcos losing weight feeling good your skin your hair the most important thing this is the time when we're all stuck at home to really work on yourself you don't want to be you know just netflix and chilling that's okay like you can still do that but like make sure you're rolling your face with a jade roller at the same time yeah or like you did something during the day so that now you can you deserve the netflix and chill however long you want so it's just like true Kind of, it's like a rewarding reward system kind of a thing. Yeah. You know, you feel better about yourself. You're so disciplined, honestly. If it wasn't for you and your self-discipline, I feel like at this point of self-quarantining after however many weeks it's been, I would have fallen apart. It's funny you say that (laughs) because at nights you're like, come to bed. And I'm just like, no, I need to hang upside down. I need to. On his inversion table. Yeah. I need to. Stretch on his foam. Stretch it. I, I can barely floss. get myself to do a jade roller. Yeah. I'm just like done. Make me want to sacrifice one or two just to come into bed sooner. <laughs> he feels so bad. Funny. I mean, no, but yeah, it's great to be with someone who has this this much self-discipline. You do too. You're jade rolling, pretty much putting your jade roller in the fridge like a weirdo. <laughs> like I see next to the beef. Oh, look, a jade roller. Just, <laughs> just, at least you have the decency to put it on like a paper towel, but you know. Hey. Hey. I try. <laughs> I'm also doing um macrame like an old lady. Just yeah. kidding. It's not an old it's like, lady. It's like a it's gorgeous. hippie version of knitting, I would say. A hippie knitting kind of thing. I love it. It's yeah. so beautiful. It's on, on the, the wall, wall right next like... to us in the living room. <laughs> you know, it's cool. It actually doesn't look bad at all. It's cool. I'm yeah. sure as you do more, it's going to look like a cool, des- really cool design too. It's just that I feel low in energy by the end of the day because I've been in the same room yes. and I've, I haven't been stimulated and I've just created and created and worked. That's the problem. That is the problem. So we have to, like, we're going to work out tonight. Yeah. Of course, Sidak is the discipline champion over here. 
God yeah, that, that is a problem. workout. <laughs> yeah, of course. But that's the problem. It's like, even if you're being super, super productive, you're still stuck inside. Unfortunately, we don't have like a house house. We don't have like a backyard and a front yard so we could do things outside. We have like a basically like an apartment. So we're stuck in an area, yeah. you know, or like a condo. So we can't like really go out and just like do it outside or it'll be on the street. Yeah. So hopefully you, you live in a house where you have a backyard. So at least you can do some of your daily activities in the backyard and enjoy yeah. the outside weather. Yeah. We've been going on short walks, but yeah. usually after we record podcasts, we go to dinner afterwards and I look forward to it. But not no more. Or we go to dinner before the podcast, but not anymore. Yesterday, oh, so <laughs> funny. Okay, before we go on with the podcast and finish this area, but <laughs> yesterday we're like, okay, let's go. We, we drove to like to basically to the pier. And at first we were going to go outside and like and like walk and just enjoy it. But they were like, man, this is way too cold. It was cold and too many people around, you know, like. Yeah, it's even if you're doing six feet, whatever distancing, social distancing that we all should be doing. It's just like there's so many people it's around. I just don't want we didn't want to do it. So we just we parked the car kind of kind of illegally mm-hmm. and to like basically face the pier with the sun. And we just like sat inside. And we even had like a minor like meeting just like of the yeah, we had our sorts. laptops and stuff. Yeah, we had our nice laptops and talked about some stuff. A different location than the kitchen table. Exactly. And, like, it was a different thing. I don't know. We enjoyed it. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. So try to, like, find some Find a solution, hacks. people. Yeah. Just don't, don't be outside. Just spiral out of don't be in, I mean, Don't be in danger and, like, go near too many people. But, you know, try to figure out, find a way to at least go outside, enjoy the sun, go back yeah. inside. All, we're also all running name out of, of um, sorry to interrupt you, no? but we're also running out of vegetables. And I'm really excited to finally go to the grocery know, store again because I've been trying not and to go. And the snacks. We have what has no happened? snacks. I'm, I am having issues at nights. We don't have chips. Like We got chips. They obviously ran out. We haven't gone back in such a long time. Yeah. The bean fields chips, by the way. Ate, and it's I now I realize bean it's not chips. that we ate them a lot. It's no. just that like a little bit with your dinner to like add a touch to it. Or um, what? like a cookie. Like we haven't cookies, gone. Like nothing. When's last time we went, babe? I think it was, what, three weeks three ago? Three weeks. When the whole shebang bang we started to go around. We have plenty of meat and canned beans. Yeah. We, we have the basics. We don't have vegetables. We don't have snacks. We're running out of dairy But a girl milk. needs her chips. <laughs> like, you need something. You need something to add something a little bit of sprinkle. Fun. You can't just eat a cupcake, ladies. You need a little bit of sparkle. A cupcake is sparkle. I would kill for what a cupcake is it? Sprinkles? right now. Words Rainbow can't sprinkles? even describe. Sprinkles? Yeah, the the colorful sprinkles. What are they called? Yeah, sprinkles. Yeah. Wait. You need the sprinkles on top. <laughs> oh, Anyways, <laughs> we hope you, we didn't make you want to just go outside and get a bunch of snacks. But, you know. Yeah, we're not trying to say, you know, live off of snacks while you're stuck quarantine. But you just, need fun. Sometimes you need something we're, different. We're all, yeah, we're all trying to live, live like a very healthy life. And we're trying to, you know, make sure we limit anything. But you need like, you know, some bean chips here or there. You need some guac and chips. You need guac. things. Guac. The yeah. avocados aren't even good. The That's, world is truly coming to an end. Yeah. All of this in moderation at the right times. It really helps you just helps you like get through nights when you're watching tv and stuff it makes you happier so you know we all need that that's why we're not we never say restrict your calories or restrict get everything out that's fun no exactly you still can have fun it's just about being smart implementing it the correct way which is the perfect i didn't even plan this this is the perfect transition to today's episode so today's episode is all about gluten is it a fad 
Is it necessary? We talk about the different um, research that's been done out there and what people are saying and what actually the real science shows us and why um, it's not being implemented correctly yeah. for some people and how yeah. you can do that. I did a bit of investigation after we found the study on potential drawbacks of going gluten-free. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I looked into what those drawbacks were. We'll, we'll go over them and... I have my alternatives. We have our suggestions yeah. to prevent these drawbacks that we'll be going over. Yeah. So between 2004 and 2011, the market for gluten-free products grew at an annual rate of 28%. That's pretty drastic. And I actually remember that in 2010, um, I went gluten and I was starting to go gluten and dairy-free. Mm -hmm. And... I was working at a gluten and dairy free grocery store and this was before like Whole Foods boomed with their gluten and dairy free products um, and their like gorgeous gluten and dairy free aisle that they have oh, yeah. now. Um, and I worked at a store that only sold gluten and dairy free foods and this is because it just boomed. This I can I totally felt that annual rate of 28% growth yeah. for gluten free products. And I would actually say I think at some point for some um, companies it was like more like a fad thing. Where they were just yeah. trying to say, oh, try this thing as a gluten-free. It was still cookies. It was still something that's high yeah. in sugar. But they, but people they were thinking. trying to, yeah, they were trying to trick yeah. people by saying gluten-free to make them think that it's healthy. Yeah, and I, I would tell people that I was going gluten-free, and one girl said, oh, gluten-free, so zero calories. Oh my god. And goodness. that's that's how I was like, oh my god. That's one what? of the fallacies. Yeah, we that's not what you should no. be eating. Nothing you should eat it should be zero calories unless it's like a celery or something <laughs> that basically has zero calories, like one of those greens. Yeah. You know? It's not but they were marketing it like that and yeah. it was causing the gluten-free diet to sound like it was a fad when in fact so many people would come into that grocery store called the bite market that I used to work mm -hmm. at. And it's closed now because obviously there are so many major companies doing gluten and dairy free, like Whole Foods. Um, but so many people would come in and t share their story with me about how their health and life completely reversed after going gluten and dairy free. Mm -hmm. And at that time, everyone was like, it's a fad, it's a fad. And I was like literally in the thick of it. The cashier at that grocery store talking to all of the customers and like learning about yeah. their journey. And it was incredible. That so, must have been very enlightening. You know, he learned a lot. Yeah, that time, I, bet. I did. It was a very major experience and no one can convince me that gluten-free is a fan. <laughs> yeah. So I'll let you, um, Talion, kind of like talk about this one right here. Okay. So one of the things that people say uh, is that, um, and some of the things that like a, like one study that we found, it said one of the potential drawbacks of uh, going gluten-free People end up eating more processed grain products when gluten-free, like breads, cereals, cookies, crackers, which are lower in fiber, iron, zinc, potassium, iron, and trace minerals. So this was the statement. Talin, would you like to state? My statement? Yes. <laughs> You're on the road. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. It makes sense. Like if somebody... Um, swapped their gluten products for bread, cereals, cookies, and crackers. Yeah, it's going to be low in fiber and all kinds of nutrients because it's bread, cereals, cookies, mm -hmm. and crackers. So, And I would say, wouldn't you say whoever already bases their diet on breads, yes. cereals, cookies, and crackers probably and does probably have a bad, you know, um, 
nutritional nutritional deficiency. Yeah. They're probably unhealthy because if yeah. you're basing your diet on breads, cereals, cookies, Whether and crackers, you're going to have problems. You're going to have lower fiber intake, iron, zinc, yeah. potassium. So this iron. is already, in my opinion, like a, like a weak argument it really with is. this because you're using something that's already not good for you and saying, oh, the gluten-free option makes is like this it's, well it's, it's not like, good for you anyways yeah exactly so i'm sorry to interrupt you while we're, co- we're complaining about not having cookies chips and snacks know, in right? our house but seriously you need a bite of a chip sometimes. yeah of course like we said <laughs> that's okay but it's okay to have a gluten-free uh you know chips uh, bean chips or whatever we're not saying don't do that it's just like you don't base your diet on that it's not something yeah. you say oh did i have enough of that today no it's something you say oh let me have a little bit today of that let me exactly. have some tomorrow. It's all it is. So I urge you to replace gluten-free foods with nutrient-dense alternatives. Mm-hmm. So that includes grains like quinoa, buckwheat, millet, 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 sorghum, mm-hmm. things like that. All, you know, um, almond flour is a great alternative to bake with. Um, I mean, depending on what you're baking, if you like baking, there there's different flours that you can use with different nutritional values than regular flour. Like you can use buckwheat flour, tapioca flour, um, um, almond flour, um, cassava root flour. And because there are so many different flours, there's a variety of nutrients you can get from each of those different types of flowers if you learn how to use them in your kitchen yeah. rather than always reaching for all-purpose flour, which can you know be enriched with nutrients, but it's like we're so used to that as a staple that we, yeah. we forget or we don't even know that there are other things that you can use to cook with. Like a great example you had was quinoa versus regular pasta. Mm-hmm. Can you... So like it was saying in the study how gluten-free options they have less you know of these nutrients and um, you know Taiwan right. just talk about how quinoa versus regular pasta like how that's actually not the case with that yeah so like you said right you know they're complaining that gluten-free alternatives don't have these nutrients mm-hmm. but quinoa when you compare it to pasta it has the same amount of carbs it has the same amount of protein it has the same amount of calories and it even has more fiber than regular pasta i see no deficiency over I here i mean it, i think what fi- it says five grams of fiber for quinoa whereas regular pasta has two and a half grams right there the fiber level is double yeah. for quinoa so it goes to show you for a gluten-free option is actually better yeah it's great for mm-hmm. blood sugar and it's even like when you look at the the rate the ratios it's higher in protein and fiber compared uh, compared to, to the carbs versus a regular pasta. Yeah. So your macro your macro levels, your ratios are much better than eating regular pasta. And when you know this information, you can choose products that contain quinoa. So there's crackers like Mary's crackers, I think that has quinoa and flaxseed in it, mm-hmm. and it's like a nutrient dense cracker that you can choose wisely because now you know now you know that going gluten free, you know you don't have to get um, rice crackers. Like you should get something a little more nutrient dense, and then boom, this study yeah. completely is not um, valid for you. So mm-hmm. don't be misled by my point and the whole point of this Mm -hmm. podcast don't be misled by the information out there really investigate how you're going to make this work for you and 
you know, quinoa is a great example. And it also has more iron than regular pasta. It has 2.76 milligrams of iron. Which is iron. All, like four, almost five times the amount of yeah. iron in pasta. Which is 0.6 milligrams. And 118 milligrams of magnesium in quinoa versus pasta, which has 10 milligrams. And that's great that's for your hormones. That's 10 times. Yeah. Yeah, it's so important, magnesium. Makes you feel good, makes your muscles relax. Yeah. So don't. So again, right there, as we mentioned... Basically, the whole like that idea that gluten-free options have less nutrients or uh, process all that jazz. It's not true when you're actually picking the right food. You're actually eating healthy food, the, li- the proper lifestyle change. Right. You're not eating crackers and cookies. Like we said, that's not what you're, you should be basing your diet on. Exactly. The base of your diet should be a variety of healthy gluten-free grains. Like yeah. I mentioned, quinoa, buckwheat, millet. Um, there's plenty of others. There's there's rice that's yeah. not bad. There's corn. I mean, These are all carbs that you can use as yeah. alternatives. Yeah, and quinoa contains all the nine essential amino acids. So like it makes it a complete pro a complete protein which um, pasta doesn't have. You know, exactly. amino acids is what repairs and creates new cells and more cells and repairs your body. So you need those amino acids. So quinoa is a good it's option. A great option. I mean, it's think good of for blood sugar. isn't quinoa natural? I mean, you just yeah, it's just a grain. It's a natural grain. I mean, where's pasta? I mean, you kind of have to make it yourself. You have to process it's a process it. thing. That's true. Yeah. And it's fortified. It's like not naturally mm-hmm. that nutritious. See, there you go. So All the right. second point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going gluten-free increases the risk for vitamin B deficiencies because whole wheat has B vitamins in it that you would miss out on, according to the study. Listen. Not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So whole wheat does contain B vitamins and it contains nutrients. Mm-hmm. But that's not to say if you swapped whole wheat with gluten-free um, versions like of carbs that you wouldn't get your B vitamins. For example, buckwheat has a plethora of B vitamins in it and it has inositols in it. So you're taking ovastol, the natural version of ovastol, buckwheat. Yeah. I'm not saying replace it, but I'm just saying there is inositol in buckwheat. Yeah, and actually gluten contains uh, phytates, which is an anti-nutrient that can block mineral absorption. So gluten in itself contains something that actually uh, prohibits your your from, your, yeah, your body from if you're absorbing. Sensitive to, yeah. If you have celiac disease and if you're sensitive to gluten, then it inhibits your ability to absorb nutrients, including vitamin B12. Yeah. And gluten-containing foods are notoriously low in vitamins and minerals compared to other gluten-free grains. If you, if you think of it that way, you know, I mean, of course, there's gluten-free. Well, yeah, I said gluten-free grains. So technically, quinoa or something has a bunch of vitamins in it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was thinking of corn, which is like not as nutritious as a gluten-free grain. Yeah, but like whole foods like spinach and almonds come loaded with naturally occurring nutrients, whereas breads, pastas, and other processed gluten-containing foods contain small amounts of cheap fortified nutrients. Right. So we always uh, encourage, encourage you to replace whole foods. Yeah. yeah, with whole foods, with the grains, with the 
healthy fats, almonds, lots of vegetables, mm-hmm. and you can totally substitute all of those nutrients that you m- might be missing from wheat, whole wheat, mm-hmm. with a healthy, balanced diet. Yeah. You're not going to become deficient in anything. Yeah, like Talian said, like buckwheat is a great option. It's mm-hmm. high in inositol. It's a B, which is the B vitamin. It's great for insulin. So, just yeah, one pasta. serving has more protein yeah. quality than pasta, and it's been shown to benefit blood sugar, heart. Uh, heart health, inflammation, like cancer prevention because of the fiber and plant compounds. So you're getting so much more benefit versus like whole wheat, like the the vitamins or nutrients you would get from mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Especially if it contains gluten, which is even adding more to the fire with the inflammation and causing the symptoms of PCOS that's causing weight gain, weight plateau, yeah. you know, adrenal fatigue, insulin resistance, all these symptoms of um, PCOS that can be linked to it. Yeah, they can be linked and you wouldn't know unless you cut it out for at least four weeks to exactly. figure out how you feel after cutting it out and adding it back in. Yeah. Um, and that's why I don't think it's a bad mm-hmm. because for some people it's so beneficial and you can't partially do it. Like you can't kind of be gluten free and like eat light on the gluten, but still eat it and then say it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Like you have to go all in for a month yeah. to really see if, it's going to make a difference. Yeah. And that doesn't mean you have to just have do to it and like do it and do, do that best. at <laughs> once. Slowly incorporate it. We always say try it one yeah. day at a time. Where like, like I said in the past, maybe you're going to first start with your breads. Okay. Starting now, I'm only going to have gluten-free bread. And then like meaning your breads are only gluten-free. And then maybe another day you're saying, okay, no more uh, uh, pasta that has gluten. I'm going to replace that with gluten-free pasta, like buttwheat pasta. And then you add on more stuff. And then eventually you're at a point where like you're completely gluten-free. Like Talon, it took her almost a year to fully adapt, Mm -hmm. to fully incorporate the diet along with other lifestyle changes. And at that point, everything started to like change, Transform. transform. And for those of you who haven't tried buckwheat noodles... It is like the only thing on the shelves in the pasta section of Whole Foods. <laughs> it's the best part. And nobody understands how wonderful it is. I yeah. can't even believe that. Like, Because it's not something that people are familiar with. You can yeah. make soups with it. Mm-hmm. You can cut up some um, cucumbers and marinate them in like soy sauce and ri- white rice vinegar and make like this great like cilantro like noodle um there you go cold side salad thing it's just it's so versatile and delicious and it's so good it has a nutty flavor okay i'm done yeah that's enough this is not a podcast i've heard this much about like in an hour or something all right okay i just wanted to say that because a lot of people don't know what buckwheat is okay what's the third thing all right the third thing that we found was in the study yeah yeah Gluten-free doesn't help weight loss. Hmm. I can't. Hmm. I just can't. Now, we want, before we go into the anecdotal evidence that we have, from if, if you follow Tallinn, PCOS.WeightLoss, you've seen all the transformations, people who completely managed their symptoms and they were able to lose weight with PCOS. After not losing a single pound their whole life. Yeah, no their whole what. life, they were trying to lose weight. And unfortunately, no matter what they did, it just didn't help because they had all this inflammation that was causing these issues that led to weight plateau and gain. So you can see those testimonials. But before we get into those or talk about those, let's talk about it. It says gluten-free doesn't help weight loss. Well, Talian, you start. Leptin. Leptin. Okay, people. Leptin is a hormone Mm -hmm. that tells us whether we're hungry or we're full. 
And when we eat gluten, it makes our leptin hormone weaker and causes leptin resistance in our bodies. And that makes us not able to gauge how much we should be eating. And you may feel like you want to eat all the time. And I do a lot of polls about this on Instagram story. And a lot of people are like, yes, that's me. I feel like I want to eat all the time. I'm hungry all the time. That could be because you have leptin resistance. And I even had a patient who had some she had a very severe case of PCOS and she was highly sensitive to gluten and dairy and she was cutting out her carbs and exercising a lot and, you know, eating salad all day and like gluten and dairy here and there. And then when she went gluten and dairy free and ate 2000 calories, she lost so much weight and she's like, I'm amazing. I feel so good. I'm not hungry all the time. Um, I don't eat more than I have to. Like, I just feel Mm -hmm. satisfied after my meals for once in my life. Um, Although she was restricting before then, she was binge eating and she was like still hungry after binge eating. It was this whole roller coaster that Mm -hmm. she targeted by going gluten and dairy free and healing that underlying issue of leptin resistance and her body not having the proper hunger and fullness hormones. Yeah. And not just that, gluten has lectins. And lectins, with a C, they bind to insulin receptors and they create insulin resistance and trigger leptin resistance. So what that means is when you have insulin resistance, your cells aren't able to burn what you're eating and what you're eating ends up storing as fat because Mm -hmm. your cells are resistant to the insulin hormone that's trying to give them the food that you're eating. So... um, my point insulin resistance can lead to weight gain and so gluten can trigger more you know aggressive insulin resistance yeah it raises your blood sugar leptin resistance and also um most gluten containing carbs can raise your blood sugar because they're not as high in fiber as gluten-free carbs you know what that does and then insulin resistance and then you store (laughs) fat unfortunately instead of losing weight it does the opposite you store fat Mm mm-hmm so also, right. um, great explanation, babe. I love it. Thanks. To continue on with your amazing explanation, I'll continue here. Gluten resem- uh, resembles your thyroid. So when your immune antibodies tag gluten for removal, they also trigger antibodies against your thyroid. In other words, you increase your chances for autoimmune disease when you constantly eat gluten. According to one study, people with the most common type of thyroid disease have 12 times the rate of gluten intolerance as the general population does. So, those struggling with their weight should consider a gluten-free diet along with the assessment of their thyroid status. Mm -hmm. And thyroid issues are an underlying issue for PCOS. A lot of women have hypothyroidism and Mm -hmm. they have PCOS. You know, that's their type of PCOS. And several doctors in fact the one that i refer to for uh, my patients who have thyroid issues Mm -hmm. tell their patients to go gluten and dairy free specifically gluten free and dairy free yeah um i'm just gonna say gluten and dairy free oh yeah it's not like about dairy but we're talking about gluten right now (laughs) yeah this one's about gluten because it it can affect your immune system it can affect your thyroid your blood sugar which also affects your thyroid and like like you mentioned, people with thyroid issues are twelve times um, higher to have gluten intolerances. Yeah. So just, and with thyroid issues, you it's so hard to lose weight. So yeah, why not try going gluten free? I mean, to me, based on that study and what we're reading here, 
if you have thyroid issues, it's even more reason maybe you should give it a try and see if it is the right thing for you because mm-hmm. it might be your body is really, um, you know, reacting to gluten in a negative way. So just try and see if for, if for you if that works. Right. So we went over everything in this study. Yeah, there's, those are the three things in the study that like there was pointing out about gluten yeah. and gluten free. And we I was reading to... them, I was like, what the heck? Yeah. This isn't true. Yeah. I'm going to do a whole podcast like, episode. To be honest, that's the thing with a lot of studies and why anybody has to be careful when they see a study is even if it's a, if it's a study that says gluten free is great. Look at that study and see what they're doing. Because like in this case, they're saying that gluten free is actually um, can be bad for these reasons, but they were using bad logic. Mm-hmm. As um, right. so, if they're it using was the manipulative, yeah, it, technically they're right because they're using bad logic. They're saying, "Oh yeah, if you eat gluten free crackers and you know just pasta well, and that's all you eat, you to do that? exactly." Right. And which is why we're saying, like, look at the study first. If their logic is based on something that's not, you know, right, then the whole study doesn't really make sense. So yeah, I mean, if you can flip and flop with the study, then these like bold statements don't make any sense and have no validity like yeah. you can they can kind of be right but no, then I mean, they can totally be wrong they so can be like, right based saying? on their like, based on what they're saying clear yeah yeah exactly so we're here to clarify it and i also did a poll on instagram story because i wanted to see what our followers are doing yeah now many of you may be new followers so maybe you're not familiar with like how to go gluten and dairy free mm-hmm. but um what you what were you gonna say no, i was gonna say a perfect study would have been Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> How is somebody with a gluten-free diet that is eating the right stuff, you know, everything that we mentioned earlier, yeah. pairing the foods correctly, okay. versus yes. someone who's doing the same exact thing except the gl- it, it's with gluten? Exactly. You compare those two. There you go. And then we have a perfect study for point. women with PCOS especially. A controlled study. Yes. And again, this is for women with PCOS. Yeah. So. It's really important that we do this one day, you know? It's very important this yeah. information's out there. And kumbaya. Let's go on to <laughs> the sticker you had you okay, were explaining. Okay, my point. So I was I did this sticker and I wanted to see what our followers were doing and mm-hmm. many of our followers are probably new so they probably voted a certain way because they're not familiar yet with how to transition to gluten and dairy free. But the question was when you went gluten free, did mm-hmm. you A replace it with gluten-free cookies, chips, crackers? Or B, replace it with nutrient-dense gluten-free grains like quinoa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the answer was 85 people said cookies, chips, crackers. Yeah. And 130 people said healthy gluten-free grains like quinoa. I think we did the number was like 35% to 65%. Yeah. 65% they said they ate the, you know, uh, yeah. grain-free or... Grain, um, um, nutrient-dense yeah, grains. nutrient-dense option. And then... 35% said the cookies and crackers. I wish that number was a little bit lower. I wish know? it was. But that's maybe okay. the listeners are a different pool of people. Of course, yeah. And they're probably the 100% eating nutrient-dense foods yeah. because you listen to us. <laughs> and like, unfortunately, a lot of times, you know, um, we'll see uh, messages that come in of um, sisters who are trying and they say that they're not seeing results right away. 
And um, and then once we talk to them and we investigate, we find out that, oh, they were actually eating too many cookies and too many crackers or things that were saying that were gluten free. But in fact, mm-hmm. they were. But in fact, they were high, you know, high, uh, high sugar and processed yeah. foods. Exactly what we were talking right. about here. So those are maybe the people who are in that 35 percent range yeah. who didn't know exactly how to apply it correctly which is totally yes. fine which is why we're here to help yeah. and you might have really bad cravings and maybe that's why you want to eat gluten and dairy you know dairy-free crackers cookies and chips yeah and your body wants that sugar yeah. because you're probably limiting your carbs yeah. that's and we're not saying limit your carbs yeah. we're saying eat gluten-free grains that are carbs like exactly. buckwheat you know or millet or um what's it called sorghum sorghum you can have rice you can have corn like these are you know and pair them with beans and protein and fat like avocado or hummus or whatever so that you feel full and satisfied after your meal don't replace those carbs with gluten-free chips because we said go Mm gluten-free so that will really help accelerate and help your um pcos weight loss journey yeah should we move on to the win this week yes all right, uh, Arwen, it's a DM on Instagram, comes from, I won't read the full username for privacy, but uh, her first name is Nore. And uh, in November, she says, after doing some research, I went to my doctor to ask if I may have PCOS. I was suffering from anxiety and depression. My periods were highly irregular, and it was almost impossible for me to lose weight. After labs were done, the doctor confirmed that I had PCOS and gave me the simplest diet you can imagine. Nothing else. No explanation for my anxiety, depression, not much information of what happened to my body because of PCOS or anything. I was so confused and got even more depressed. A month ago, after following you for a while, I started eating gluten and dairy-free. I've lost 9 pounds without exercising yet and feel better than ever. Awesome. Yeah, amazing girl. Good job. She says, I subscribed onto the sisterhood and plan to start doing the workouts you share there. Also, I love you. You're so down to earth and clear with everything you say and fun. You guys make me laugh. I'm 28 years old. I was at 217 pounds and now I'm at 208. Congrats, girl. Congrats, that is girl. such a good, you know, That's amazing. process and progress. Like, we're so happy for you. And Seriously. And nine pounds is a big deal, especially when we have PCOS and mm-hmm. we struggled so long oh, yeah. to even be able to lose weight. Because losing that just shows that nine pounds, even especially with that exercise, shows that you just you're starting to reverse those symptoms that's yeah. causing the weight. Yeah. It's naturally you're naturally healing your body, causing you to just yeah. naturally lose weight. And you're feeling better, and that is so important. Yeah. And that doctor, forget that doctor, he didn't help you enough. I hope find that, someone more yeah, informed. Exactly. We hope you're able to find everything. someone more informed. And yeah. that's like the the sad and like worst part is when you have a when bad doctor dismissed. puts yeah. you down, you don't feel as confident. You don't want to proceed with, you know, trying to solve your PCOS because yeah. you don't have enough information. Don't let that deter you to anybody listening. If you just got diagnosed and the doctor or whoever, OBGYN, whoever it was, didn't give you enough information, don't let that deter you from mm-hmm. finding it out keep investigating yeah you know even be the can... sherlock holmes of your pcos i love it that's my new saying <laughs> you have a lot of sayings you also have one about um flying out of this quarantine like a butterfly, butterfly from, from a, a cocoon, cocoon. Yes. i have a kumbaya let's kumbaya. not forget that one <laughs> it's just stuff out there yeah keeping it fun a keeping it chill man. a mystery yeah it's great but thank you so man. much ladies yeah but really 
it's quarantine time. This is the quarantine age. We're all going to get out of it together. Yes. We're going to come out of this strong. And we're going to look back at these days when we're talking to our great, great, great grandchildren. Because oh, we'll gosh. be living forever with the technology out there. We'll be telling <laughs> them, you didn't know the quarantine age. <laughs> when we were stuck at home working. <laughs> yeah. Oh, anyway. gosh. It's not that bad. Okay, so we're going to go. Yeah. We're going to go work out right now. Go do our homework out. out in the living room. Eat dinner. Eat dinner. Macroweave. Okay, play guitar and watch a show. Yay. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the Kardashians are on tonight. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Thanks, right. ladies. Bye, everybody. Take Bye. care. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come check out The Sisterhood. It's my monthly membership site where sisters just like you are learning how to move through the stages of PCOS. From stage one, cold and alone at the doctor's office, to stage five, nailing the PCOS lifestyle, gluten and dairy free. Get ready to finally feel in control of your body again. Sisterhood.